and welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for movie lovers. I'm Sonia Stanger, and with me as always are best in show, Sean Dunham, and he who let the dogs out, Jeremy Legui. Hey, I didn't do that. Who? 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 The show is called Spoiler Alert, so look out for spoilers like this one. The dog dies at the end. Oh, which one is that? Any, many. Well, as you can probably tell from that, this week we are digging deep into the world of canine cinema. From Lassie to Marley and Me, dog movies have been a key part of film from the beginning. So, boys, what are... Your favorite dog movies? I think the best dog movie, the, the one at the top of my list that we talked about seven seconds before we came in mm-hmm. here, is Best in Show. Christopher Guest, it's about a dog show. It's a, uh, it's a delight. Mo- a mockumentary. Uh-huh. It is amazing. Christopher Guest, that is best. Best Guest. And Guest has done some good bests. Oh. <laughs> 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 too true, Sean. <sighs> too too true. Did you guys ever see Mascots? Yeah. Okay. I saw that it, he had made a new a new guest, and I was like, I should be watching this, but I Jeremy I shaking his head. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. It's about well, a mascot competition. Yeah. Oh my god, that sounds incredible. Looks great. Oh my we'll god. We'll have to do Mascots episode next week. <laughs> that's, okay. Oh, huh? that's not a bad idea. <laughs> anyway, we'll there are, talk. There aren't too many movie mascots. Who? What? What? What do you love about that movie? Uh, I. I just think it is super funny, mm-hmm. and uh, how all the people. It's a. It's about a dog show. What's the, what's the name of the dog show? Is it a real dog show or is it a fake? No, one? it's a fake one. But the. Um, anyway, just keep talking. It's uh, it's it's modeled after the one Sonya is looking up. The the big the big. Oh, the real bi- the real one is the Westminster. Right. It's 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 a fake version of that. Yeah. Um, and it's just about all these crazy people who own their dogs. Eugene Levy has two left feet. All the key players are there. And uh, it is hilarious. Eugene Levy's left feet <laughs> were <laughs> such a shock when they first popped on the screen. Yeah. She's like, she's not joking. He's <laughs> <laughs> got two left feet. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, there's just so many funny moments, strange moments with the dogs and without. And the dogs, that's my favorite, is it's a really funny movie and then there are dogs in it. Yeah, there's. it's it's kind of not really I love the dogs. dogs, though. And it's not about the dogs, which is nice, because then the dog isn't having to do <laughs> The so dog much. can have its day. The dog can just <laughs> l- lounge around. No no dogs are harmed in the fake realness of the film. Yeah. Exactly. All, they all make it through. We will we'll come back yeah. to that. One dog, is, one dog is called a loser, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, which I think is, is super funny. And that'll hurt a dog's feelings. Dogs are sensitive. Yeah, and they were not they sensitive know. towards that dog's feelings the dog at all. up on that. Yeah. Very perceptive mm-hmm. of emotions. Yeah, you get out there and you get busy, B. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Shani? Um, well, I immediately flashed to Beethoven. Beethoven! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> darling! The composer, not the film. No, Naturally. Um, I. L- I have watched Beethoven so much when I was a kid. Sorry, can we get that? Just that name one more time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Are you making the joke or Beethoven? It's Beethoven. <laughs> I'm just no. I couldn't tell. I genuinely wasn't sure. I also was not sure. Anyway, Beethoven. <laughs> 
you come. We're glad I'm to be reunited, clearly. I say Italian. Just so everyone was aware, Sonia and I looked at each other, looked at Sean, <laughs> and then looked back. And then I said it again. And, you know okay, what? carry on there, uh, maybe maestro. I okay. Anyway, I love all the composers I love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mozart. <Tell> me- <laughs> yeah, I and- love Chopin. Uh-huh. I love <laughs> Debussy. <laughs> That was actually pretty cool. I don't know. I was like, how do I mess this up? Debussy? Debussy. Um, I like <laughs> I like this film. Um, what do you like about it? Um, I don't know why. I think I'm mostly partial to number two, actually. But um, I did... What do I remember from the first one? The first one, there's like an evil vet, which actually very was frightening to me. Mm-hmm. Especially when he pulls this like crazy like schneeberger trickery where he like pretends that he's got a bite but then he actually he faked blood mm-hmm. to frame beethoven beethoven <laughs> from um, <laughs> to frame him as a violent dog when he's cool. not a vicious dog no not a vicious bone in that big furry body yeah no, he's he's just, just a only, big, he's a he's a rascal he's a big ball of energy and love to yeah. take him to his scary vet clinic where he's yeah. doing unethical testing. I don't know right. what he's actually doing. Just, it's never quite clear. <laughs> I love a villain in a dog movie that's up to unclear motives. No yeah. Something's just evil. And then sec- the second I like a lot because Rice is now a teenager. Her name is Rice also. It's a it's a Strange name. I'm just watching you two play. <laughs> Jeremy's not paying attention to you. And I, I know. Kick and that's him. Okay. I'm trying to find out how many Beethoven movies there oh. are. Oh, oh, I'll read you. There is Be- Beethoven uh, one, Beethoven second, which I'm talking about. Yeah. Beethoven third, yep. fourth, fifth. Beethoven The Big Break, Beethoven Christmas Adventure, Beethoven Treasure Trail, and an animated TV series. Oh my God, he got them all. He knows it. I know. He's, done the, he's done the work, Jer. <laughs> I know my composers, as, baby. As can you <laughs> um, the second one is great. Um, and there is a... Well, first, Debbie Mazar is the villainess. Mm. She is a divorcee trying to sell dogs. She looks great. And um, there's like a scary binge drinking at the summer cottage scene. Do you guys remember this? No. So uh, Beethoven's tied up to a f- pole... Um, at a summer cottage, people are drunken teenagers are pouring beer on his face. <gasps> oh yes, I Rice do, is yes. trapped in uh, a room with a guy that she thought she had a crush on, but he turns out to be disgusting. Ugh. And he is making the moves. She is not into it, and she finds out that she's locked in, and things are harrowing. Beethoven rips a support beam off of the building. Amazing. Uh, the house is torn in half. <laughs> and it, it obliterates that Like house. a dollhouse, like split down the middle. Torn asunder. Yeah, and then the, the, the man is flown from his room and into the sea. <laughs> and it is very scary. <laughs> I think the, my takeaway from Beethoven is whoever the genius is, who thought, you know what, we should put a slow motion camera on this dog. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's the gold. Oh, that's a better slow motion than Baywatch. Yeah. Watching those jowls oh. Oh yeah. flop. Flap around Watch drool. Drool tendrils flow out. Watch the dad say No <laughs> As like it's he jumps into a mud puddle or whatever. Yeah. It's, so much chaos. He's that. just trying to have a good time, that Beethoven. Mm-hmm. And he do. He do. He do have a good time. In the second one, he has an even greater time when he has a family. Oh, yeah. 
And, and those puppies and are so wife cute. Named Missy. Oh, I love. Is that a Saint Bernard, right? Yes. I love a big fluffy Saint Bernard. Um, do the rest of the films explore that relationship? I have not seen any of them. Oh, I thought you had. I thought no. I He's made not a listing seen because them all, no, no, I, I thought you were a huge Beethoven fan. <laughs> oh, I'm a I'm a Beethead for sure. <laughs> but I no, I I have not put myself through that. When I was looking at the the Wikipedia entry, they were like, "Oh, we got." We got lists. <laughs> we got lists, baby. We got blue links for you to click We land on. before time this whole scenario. Oh, yeah. Yes, and how. they did. Would you guys like to know what my favorite dog we movie is? We would love is? to know. I'm not interested. First of all, it's very hard to choose because dogs are the purest beings on this earth. <laughs> I love them so much. I'm going to try and keep the, like, squeeing to a minimum <laughs> on this episode. But sometimes when I'm sad, I just think about dogs. And how pure and good they are, and it makes me feel okay. Anyway, that I'm being said, talk about Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cujo. That movie's great, actually, but scary. Uh, no, Homeward Bound: <gasps> colon, uh, The Incredible Journey. The oh, second one? That's the Not first the, one. Okay. Oh, that is the first. Oh, one. second one's Lost in San Francisco. Thank you. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Got it. I'm talking Sally Field as a sassy cat named Sassy. I'm talking Michael J. Fox as a very sweet kind of. I think I think he's a impetuous dog. I would say he's like American Staffordshire, maybe mixed with like a boxer or something. Um, I don't know what you said. Anyway, he's a kind of dog. And then elderly <laughs> kind of man, elderly man. Oh shoot! I had his name ready because I knew I forgot. Donna Michi mm-hmm. as a very sweet elderly golden retriever. What else has Mister? He Michi was the done? old guy. I had to look him up. He was the one of the old rich guys from uh, Training Places who mm-hmm. like put the bet on. Um, he was in Cocoon. Oh, uh, yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Harry and the Hendersons. Yes. Yeah, he's he's got credits. Okay. Um, these these three creatures, these critters, their family goes on a vacation to San Francisco, I believe, and leaves them at a farm as like a doggy daycare, basically, it's like, while like they're an away. Ants farm or something. Yeah, like yeah. a, a relative an ant farm. <laughs> an ant farm. They eat all the ants. No, <laughs> oh, man, Sherman's uh, on fire today. And then fire and then ant. the pets, because pets are so sweet and they love us so much are afraid that the family's never coming back and they decide they need to set out on a journey to reunite with their family. And mishaps ensue. Mm-hmm. I have kind of a problem with this movie. Tell me. <laughs> I feel like had they just been cool, it would have been okay. Well, no kidding. That's, That's kind the- of the whole premise <laughs> of the movie. Dogs are so impetuous. But they they really, don't know. They, they really the put themselves them into the that situation. Well, yeah, but... It's their, it's their fault. And I don't think that's fair. What are you talking about? I don't think like your problem with the, the movie. The family is, clearly explained to the animals what was going yeah, down. I think one can infer and they, they're the animals don't enough to communicate talk. in the same way. No, so they, they don't have a full understanding of the humans. They're voiced by celebrities. <laughs> it's a difference. If, if that was the case, then I think in the in the remake of Homeward Bound, uh-huh. all of the humans should bark and meow. I honestly love that. <laughs> and, and then and then you then okay. It's then translated okay. for us. That's my guess. No, they should. It's it like should it's be, dubbed over. It should be these horrible sounds and maybe subtitles at best. No, Jeremy, I didn't tell you what was wrong with your favorite dog movie. Well, you should have. Yeah. But there's nothing it's wrong the with my favorite. <laughs> best, the best. best is in the name. Thick in the studio. It's as right thick now. as a very a thick bulldog. Oh. 
with a jiggly little butt. <laughs> oh, my God. You're squeamish. I'm sorry. I said I, I told myself I wouldn't do this. Why anyway, it? it's I a great movie. Um, just a lot of good antics in that mm-hmm. picture. Um, there's a lot of death-defying. Like yeah. A, it's there's high, nothing it's grosser than a wet cat being dragged out of a river. No. The cat, I do feel bad for that cat. There, there is a part with a porcupine. There's a porcupine. Which is very okay. terrifying. How do they film that? Well, I have questions about that, and I think... Maybe we should come back to that with one of my later questions about okay. ethics. Oh. A.K.A. the most fun topic on Earth. Oh, I love an ethics talk. A good d- a discussion of ethics. Okay. Do we... do? Who is your favorite movie dog? Okay. Uh, is yours Beethoven? Um, okay, so I'm going to say something controversial. Uh-oh. And you might not like to hear this, but... Okay, I'm ready. I don't love animals that much, Dogs and cats, I could definitely just li- live or give whatever I try. Live or give, hey? <laughs> oh, what am I trying to say? Both give the boys are take. a little bit I sick today. I do not today. care. <laughs> no. <laughs> I still confused. don't understand what he's trying to say at all right now. <laughs> so I'm going to translate to him. He's, he's saying take or leave. He oh, said live or give. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care what animals, so I don't I'm trying care if not they to live or it. give. Um, anyway, that being said, I love a lot. So I don't. You know, I don't love real dogs, but I love a lot of animated dogs. Great. Tell me about those. Of which there are many. A lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, one of my favorite dog films is 101 Dalmatians. Yes. Great. Um, And I like them both, even. This one I will take a live dog, mostly because it's presented to me in the form of Glenn Close. (laughs) I knew it. I knew that was going to be You just like Cruella DeVille. Oh, I love Oh, she's an excellent villain. I love a smoky, skinny villainess who, yeah. <laughs> for some reason, John, who are those, the Darling family, John? Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> for some reason, they're still friends with her. Like, they allow her Well, because her to Anita come works over. for her. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. This is, is elucidated in the live action film. What is Anita's job? She's a fashion designer in the, mm-hmm. in the live action version. Oh, she's, so a, she's is, a maker of things, right? She, she designs clothes. But I thought uh, Cruella, like, drew them. No, cru- no, they're both sewed, designers. Sewed, sewed them. She works at a th- this okay. company, whatever it's it is. It's like a Devil's Wear, Devil yeah. Wears product. A little bit, yeah. But mm-hmm. with dogs. And okay. then, what's his name? <laughs> John? John Darling. He's he designs. He designs video games in the live action version. Oh. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. I could probably replay that movie for you wow. <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's how many times I've seen it. Anyway. Um, so, anyway, I mostly am thinking about the animated because yeah. those dogs are real cute. It Also, my young brain was blown when the one dog was dead. Yeah. And John just rubs it back to life. Yeah. Which Lucky? Seems Lucky. unlikely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is your favorite dog, Sean? I think I like Lucky. A lot of them are nameless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that would just take a very yeah. long time. It was just like, they just do a montage of every dog and then the movie's done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of my favorite movie moments is yeah. in that movie, and it greatly lis- misled me about what dogs do. Mm. Uh, and that's when they do the whole, like, one dog barks, and then the other dog yeah. hears it, and then the next dog yeah, barks. Yeah, like, dog oh, telephone. I love that yeah. scene, though. And uh, at night... Like, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, no, something's up. These dogs are, oh. the dogs are barking. Dogs are on it. But, I mean, that's kind of just the, the the actual magnitude of the emergency is lesser than what a dog thinks Oh, no, I thought it was like a, like a, like a, You're like a siren. Well, you to know, the like, dog, it is. I know, but every time it happened, I was like, something's up tonight. 
but to the dog it is. That's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe. it's like a bat signal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it could be like oh, but it's like a, a mailman. <laughs> a mailman. <laughs> that's a mailman. what it often is. Look out! It's a mailman. Do you got a favorite movie dog? I do have a favorite movie dog. Who is I think it? I think it's Balto. <gasps> That's one oh, of mine too. Yeah. Oh, uh, sweet. What a coincidence! Uh, Another animated animal. Might I say? You might. Well, that was the question she asked me. I'm just well, not. <laughs> a, no, I'm just saying that animated wins out. Oh. That's the first movie I saw in theaters. Really. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! No, uh, Balto's great. It's about that's the one with the medicine, right? Yep. Okay, Alaska. I was, yeah, I was very hesitant to write this down because I didn't think that this is what it was called. Nope, it's but true. I remember it, and this is like a harrowing journey. Mm-hmm. And that diphtheria trek is real stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, it's terrible. it's a true story. Yeah. No, it's it's great, <coughs> and I, uh, I also really like the animated sheepdog from Looney Tunes. But oh yeah, George, I think is his yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. If guy. I'm not mistaken. Mm. He clocks in at the same time as the coyote. Yep. Is he a wolf? Uh, His counterpoint, or is that still the coyote? I think it's a coyote. I think it might be Wiley Coyote. Yeah. They like, they'll like clock in at the yeah. same time. Uh, be like, morning, George. Yeah, <laughs> it's real, real good, real good stuff. <laughs> um, Balto is a bit of a wolf dog hybrid, isn't he? Yeah, that? yeah, he sure is. That's he. He faces some prejudice for well, that. Well, he's not that. accepted by either. No. <laughs> Bit of a betwixt in between. <laughs> but he's got what it takes. Oh, he sure does. Yeah, and he invented the Northern Lights. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Dogs can do so much. <laughs> he broke a bunch of bottles. You know and what dog? You know it. what animated dog I love? Doug from Up. He's oh. the dog who gets the, he the gets a little box? translation device. I should have thought of those dogs for this episode. Yeah, because having a blimp full of dogs that can talk is it's real an good. amazing idea. It's real good. Not to mention the cone of shame. Which I think transcends. Mm-hmm. Cone of shame is a concept that, you know, is large. Yeah, it puts, <laughs> it puts, in, it puts into words so many truths about dogs. <laughs> and also I think I relate to him just in the way he's like, squirrel. <laughs> gets very easily distracted. And, do, do, yeah. you guys, do you guys ever wish that they had... I think they would still be called cones of shame for humans. Yes. But my dream is that like you put the cone on maybe at like 10.30 p.m. when your wife's gone to bed, and then you just oh. dump a bunch of popcorn in <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. What if I don't have a wife? I just, you, you can do it earlier. Nice. You, need, yeah. you definitely need a spotter, because if you <laughs> are stuck in that scenario... <laughs> There's a kernel in my wind pipe. It's a cone of shame for a reason, you guys. And like, you know, you put other things in there, like pudding. And obviously, oh, don't no. fill that. But Jeremy, <laughs> the thought go, of go your dear wife trotting out to get a glass of water <laughs> and seeing her husband <laughs> head deep in a cone of pudding is so sad. Tapioca. Tapioca. Gross. I'm just kidding. That's what the do you worst do? A pistachio. <laughs> A rice? Okay, well, despite how it would appear at this moment, you're listening to Spoiler Alert, a show about movies, here on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. And we are so delighted to be brought to you by the RPL Film Theater hey, here I in like Regina. Place. Best place to see movies. Oh, I was God. just saw a movie there last Where night. Else and how go? was it? It was terrible, but because it was supposed to be. Oh. What did you guys, what was the talkies about? Um, I hosted talkies last night, um, for you that may not know, and it was a movie called On the Line, starring Lance Bass and Joey Fatone oh, from 2001, oh where oh. Lance Bass meets a beautiful manic pixie woman on a subway, they connect, she leaves, he doesn't get her name or number, and he is obsessed with her. So then he puts out a 
newspaper ad and it becomes very viral in Chicago and the newspapers are following it and yeah and Joey Fatone is disgusting yeah. and every time the camera flashes on him there's like a farting sound effect it's just like <laughs> cameras so like he tightens like a bathrobe and it's just like <laughs> it's Aww. terrible oh my that's God. unfortunate but it was very funny what were the other members of the band um oh actually yes oh Chris Kirkpatrick and uh, Justin Timberlake make a after the credits appearance as two effeminate hairdressers, and it is a hate crime. Yeah, it was like that sounds. <laughs> it was real rough. Yikes! But uh, everything else was great. And also, <laughs> How was the film theater? JC Chazé did decline oh, to be in the film, yeah. which I think was very wise. Good call, JC. Yeah, we support you. We salute you. Anyway, so that's something that you can get at the RPL. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Did any dog movies scar you as children? Yes. Tell me about them now. Oh, my God. Both of you guys. Um, mine, even though I just said that I liked animated dog movies, was All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yep. Which was horrifying. Confusing. <laughs> deeply confusing. Um, about a dog named Charlie B. Barkin. <laughs> so <laughs> You can't be mad at that. I can't be mad at that name. Who lives a... A real rough and tumble life, and then he's he's always between worlds. He's in heaven. He's in hell. He's a ghost. He's trying to rescue a girl, who I also, when I was researching the movie, found out it was the voice actress's last role before she was involved in a murder suicide. It was. Ooh. She also was a voice actress for The Land Before Time. Whoa. I don't know who she played, but it was. There's a lot of darkness around this film. Darn. Yeah. Mm. Darn is right. Darn it. All to heaven. Darn. Exactly. And some dogs do go to heaven, you find out, but Not it's all of very scary. And yeah, it like has a, a complex... I don't even remember. There's like a, a terrifying, like, effeminate alligator. Yeah. And I don't know what their deal is. My visceral thing from that movie is the scary de devil dog. Yes. He's really scary. He's very is he, scary. Like, he's the devil? Yeah. I don't know if I remember that. I have seen this movie, but not for a very yeah, long, long time. It's in the I deep only recesses saw it like of once my mind. because I couldn't handle it a second viewing. Yeah, so were you like quite young when you watched it? Um, honestly, older than I should probably be scared. <laughs> yeah, but still, you know, I was probably like it was, was probably that like of, ten. It was that like metaphysical fear. Oh yeah, of yeah. you know the afterlife. And like we were like we weren't soups religious, but I definitely believed in heaven and hell. And I was like, well, nobody goes to hell. And then I was like, oh my god. Small things might get you into hell. Yeah, it's confusing when you're 10. It's yes. more than a person should really have to, <laughs> to grapple, grapple with. with. Yes. What about you, Jeremy? Do um, you get scarred? I'm not scarred. I am okay. Well, that's good. I'm good. <laughs> However, um, I believe the film is called Shiloh. Shiloh. Yes. And there's an incident where a dog may or may not have gotten shot or shot at. Yeah. And I remember being a very young man and being incredibly upset because we own dogs, and I just immediately transposed that onto them, and then my mom had to bring the actual, still living, real life dogs to me, oh, so that I could that's be really sweet. Ooh. How young are we talking? Uh, well, the movie came like like six or seven, probably. Aww. Yeah, that seems about right. Sweet little guy, so worried. I was super well, it was upset. a very sweet beagle, also in Shiloh. Mm -hmm. We had beagles, so that's so too, it, it close to too close to home. Too close to home. Yeah. What about I'm, you? Were you scarred? 
I'm going to talk about one of the best and saddest films of all time, The Fox and the Hound. Oh. Scarred maybe isn't the right word so much as just like... Disturbed. Emotionally deepened in ways I wasn't prepared for as a small child. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because that film's basically about racism. And then also... You see the the classism and the racism uh, just get right in there. Yes, and I think that's the first instance of that trope of someone like leaving a creature or thing in the woods for their own good and then driving sadly away which is one of the saddest things in the world what was why did he have to do it because okay because an old woman Mm -hmm. rescues a baby fox named fox (gasps) uh oh no it doesn't matter it's okay but i knew this once it's like Rufus, no. Good old Rufus. It's something with an R, I think. Uh, and then he makes best friends with the hound dog next door named Copper. Copper and Todd. Todd. Mm. That's not with an R at Todd. all. Todd. and Copper. <laughs> and so and so there's a grouchy old man who lives next door, and he and the old lady don't get along, and he loves to hunt and kill creatures. Oh. And so she raises Todd from the time he's a baby, and basically it becomes a danger to him because this old man's going to shoot him. Because mm-hmm. he keeps, like, getting into shenanigans oh, yeah, like and chasing the yeah. chickens and stuff. So uh, then she takes little teenager Todd out into the woods and is like, it's for your own good. And there's really sad music. And then mm-hmm. she tries to leave him. And then he's so sad. And then a kindly matronly owl takes him under her wing. Anyway. <laughs> Literally under There's her a wing. lot. It's a mm-hmm. lot. Fun fact about the, this movie. And I do love this fact. Yeah. Um, so... Todd was voiced by <coughs> Keith Coogan mm-hmm. and Mickey Rooney. Yep. Both. And Copper is put together is Corey Feldman and, of course, my favorite, Kurt Russell. Wow. Which is mind-blowing. That, that is. is that's quite the cast. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, I forgot that was Mickey Rooney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a, that's it's an amazing. It's a great movie, mm-hmm. honestly. And the animation is gorgeous. Do they end up being friends again or do they just... They end up being like... Like accepting that they have to part ways, but mm-hmm. being on good terms. Yeah. Because uh-huh. Todd has a little fox family in the woods and goes off on his own with his beautiful vixen. Oh, his foxy wife. Mm-hmm. Ooh. But it's uh, yeah, it'll get you. And then similarly to your story, Jeremy, mm-hmm. a little dog called My Dog Skip, when with a that? young Frankie M- Munez. 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 Doesn't if I recall with the beagle as well. T- t- no. No, it's like a. Like oh, he's Jack a little terrier. Jack Russell, yeah. you're right. Um, if I can spoil that right off the bat, mm-hmm. that's where he just leaves to go to school, right? That's well, yeah. I mean, it's not the end. The end is the dog dying. Right. But, but he goes off to college, and then the dog's old, and he's, like, laying on his bed. I'm going to start crying right now. <laughs> Lays on his bed, all gray on the muzzle, and just, like, goes to sleep for the last time on his boy's bed. Gray on the muzzle. Yeah. <laughs> and that movie also I have profound feelings about because it's one of the only movies my grandma had at her house. So when I would go there for sleepovers, we would watch my dog She's skip, like, and we would both cry. <laughs> we would both just cry, even when I was little. It's Why so, so sweet. Movies end with a dog's death. I this is the great question, and honestly, like, I think it's the central question of the episode, and I don't know that we have an answer. I, I think I think it's about sort of if you have a dog, you have like this is awful to say, but it's limited a char- time. Well, it's a character that we tend to invest emotionally more yeah. than a you know another yeah. person, and like you know. When Snape dies, it's sad, but it took us eight movies to get that attached. Not necessarily true, 
But, but when Harry's dog died. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> Hedwig. In the first 10 minutes when Harry's dog died. Actually, his no. dog did die because. Hedwig. No. Um, who is oh, serious. <gasps> How dare you? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's brutal. I was like, the three headed dog? <laughs> I mean, Fluffy probably died dog. eventually. I know, but like, you know, Fluffy's probably like two, three right. years it's old. But you're right. It's like a. It's a. It's, it's just like a fait accompli. It's just like yes. a that dog's fake emotional die. response also, yeah. too. They're like, this is a way to get someone to feel something I would with like, no real work. I would like to see more than a few movies where the dog is the only one to make it out alive. Yeah, that, I would love that. Yeah, that would be, let those people go. Doesn't that happen in I Am Legend, or does that dog die? That dog dies. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> well, spoiler alert. <laughs> Literally every dog dies. <laughs> if you see a dog... Nine times out of ten, unless you're watching Best in Show, it's it's over. Yeah, or it's not Beethoven. Good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. true. Some Very kids' true. movies like Air Bud. Mm-hmm. Oh, dog- we can talk about Air Bud after should, the break right? because Can- I Canadian watched- production. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we're gonna go refill our water dishes, chase our tails for a minute, and we'll be back in just a second uh, here on ninety-one point three FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Woof. What a great break. <laughs> what a good break. Okay, everyone can forgive me. I've, I've got a fumbly finger on the on the board. We may have accidentally left the mics on for a minute. Luckily, we didn't say anything too incriminating. I mean, uh, not that we would. No. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert here on CJTR. Well, mm-hmm. what time is it, Jeremy? It's game time. Woo! For those just tuning in. Fetch? Yeah, you know. The game is... Uh, <laughs> A little, a little something we play here on Spoiler Alert, where uh, I spend all week hunting down a movie that these two have not seen, and then I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's actually about, and we all have a good chuckle. You guys ready to play this week's game? I you betcha. So. This week's title is Never Cry Wolf. Never Cry Wolf. Never Cry Wolf. Never Cry Wolf. Sonia, would you care to go first? I think it is about... Okay, it's set in 1990s Seattle. And there's a little, a bunch of t- cool teens who are in a um, a grunge band called Never Cry Wolf. And the, the lead singer is, of course, this, like, cool guy who's, like, too shy, doesn't know how to talk to women. But his best friend in the whole world is his beautiful golden retriever <laughs> Jeff <laughs> Jeff is his golden retriever does, it, comes does, everywhere does Jeff talk no okay. no 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 no. it's much more cool of a ne- movie than that needs to be established immediately yeah correct um, and so one day uh, talent scout sees Never Cry Wolf play at a like tiny underground show and he tells them that it's time to go on the road and so they do go on the road and Jeff is left behind and is clearly distressed and there's some kind of incident i think probably it's like there's a music producer who's like trying to exploit the band somehow there's some complicated scheme where he's going to get rich but like something bad will happen to them we'll get the writers to mm-hmm. <laughs> clear out those details mm-hmm. and um jeff is missing his his boy so much that he goes to find him and ends up being the one to rescue them from the dangerous situation well, just because uh, he loved his human like a lou perlman situation or like a <laughs> like a like a car in the river situation uh no i think it's like maybe the mobs involved oh well <laughs> something but the dog's the hero somehow. it's a dog hero dog obviously hero. and hero. jeff does not die at the end whoa 
I at like all. The dog's name is Jeff. Yes, <laughs> same. I love animals with people names. <laughs> it's so good. Sure. Um, so I believe that this is about a 1950s like nuclear family. Um, th- the oldest boy is named Wolf, and he has a terrible relationship with his father. Oh, no. And one of his father's uh, things that he repeats to him often is, don't cry, Wolf. Oh. Because, and all of this suppression really takes a toll on him, and the film is sort of set through flashbacks of his relationship with his father and then his terrible uh, emotional life in this the present day, and it's a real tearjerker. Yikes. Yeah. Does it end with him shedding one Is there a tear? dog? Um, oh, no, there's no dog. <laughs> okay. There's no dog. Okay, thought, someone owns a dog. I thought they had too many. I thought our... No, wolf is I, I know, title. I know. I I messed up this. That it's fine. should definitely... It sounds like a great movie. movie, honestly. Okay, maybe they're all dogs. <laughs> it's like Fantastic Mr. It's Fox. Like Fantastic Mr. Fox, but emotion. Cool. Um, okay. I like it. Thank you. Wait, just... So, like, they're personified, like, like personified animals like they're dogs but they all wear like little dresses and little trousers they're cool they're they really stylistic like, trot 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 yeah is it like Zootopia are there other animals or is it just dogs it's not animated also it's it's real <laughs> it's real dogs oh like those scary dogs from Sesame Street yeah those Weimaraners <laughs> Every time you say a dog's name, it sounds completely made up. It's <laughs> not. That's what kind of dog they are. It's, you know, it's, it is true, Sean. A Schmeidenheimer. Yeah. I've, I've, heard some these, I've heard some of these words before. but Okay, Never Cry, Cry Wolf is, of course, a 1983 American drama film by Carol Ballard. Naturally. And, and it is based on the autobiography of the same name by Farley Mowat. Oh, Farley Mowat. Mowat, is that right? Oh. And it's about um, his going to the north to try and learn about the caribou up there. Mm. And he has some tasks that he's not comfortable with, such as shooting a wolf to find out if they are eating caribou and, and other uh, sort of manly uh, expedition-type tasks like that. Um, there are wolves in it, uh, both good and bad. And there are also hunters, both good and bad. And uh, no, That's thing. how the world is. Mm-mm. And then uh, no such thing as a bad wolf or a, a good, good hunter. Oh, there's no such thing as a bad wolf. No. Hmm. Have you seen the gray? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're on anyway. the wolf side. Yeah. Uh, so you guys are both super close in yeah. no way, shape, or form. No. Uh, a young, a young. He's probably like 30, 30 to forty years old. Brian Dennehy uh, plays a pilot in the film. Uh, it looks. Just okay. Yeah. Yeah, if you're into that kind of stuff, check it out. Never cry, Wolf. But uh, who knows? Today's game is, of course, brought to you by our friends at the RPL from Film Theater. Thanks, guys. Yay. Yay. That's, uh, and yeah. as Sonia was wondering earlier, they do sell popcorn. So get yourself some. <laughs> I just don't think, I think I've just never had popcorn when I was there, which is weird because I love it. Yeah. And now I, last week's episode taught me all about why we have popcorn. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. I'm so glad to have you back. Yeah. It's nice to be back. It's nice to be back and to be talking about dogs, one of my great hobbies. <laughs> I could do it all day. Dogs are your hobby or talking about them? Both. Oh. Yep. Um, this is a question, and I don't know if y'all have feelings about it, so if not, we can kind of move on. But why do you think we're so obsessed with dog movies? Like, our culture loves dog movies. I, I have a super logical answer. Tell me. So, as you all very well know, mm-hmm. 
the evolutionary progress of man is greatly tied to dogs. Sorry, just men or? Men. I said men. Women are tied to cats. <laughs> yeah. Men are, women are from Venus, so it's different. Yeah, we don't have dogs yeah. there. No. Um, but human kind. Human evolution sure. and dog evolution yeah. are quite tied together. Yeah. So Is the there whole, a movie coming out with this exact premise? I feel, uh, yes, I, I think. I feel like I saw like are a... You, for real? I like think a, there might be. Oh, my God. I like could be wrong. early human with a dog. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, yes. The, yes, that there is a movie. I coming. think it's out already. But or, uh, anyway. I, I think we are, uh, you know... After generations and generations of working together, yeah, we are predisposed to just liking them. Yep, because they are man's best friend. They are humans' best friend. <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> in more in more ways than one. And uh, before the show, I was actually reading about this, and there's some digestive elements that we have that are similar, similar, suggesting that for quite some time we had identical diets, which is also yeah. kind of gross to think about. But it's it makes sense though. Mm-hmm. It yeah. does. Um, also, it's just so easy yeah. mm -hmm. to put a dog on screen and children will want to see it. And me. And <laughs> children and Sonia. will want to see it. Okay. Like kind of bridging off of that. Dog movies are, I would say, in many ways, notoriously formulaic. Mm -hmm. You can kind of predict exactly what will happen. Which of those tropes bug you the most? And I'm using this as a way for us to talk about the movie A Dog's Purpose. Oh. So um, we're going to bridge right into that. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I guess, confused by your question. I don't Are there? What do you, what do you got? Okay. Oh, yeah, no, I got it. Got Jeremy's got a list. Okay, let's, let's hear the, yours. The one, then... the one I hate the most. Yeah, what bugs you the most? Is, uh, you know, like, it's my dog, Ma, and then the yeah. kid goes out to shoot the dog. Yeah. Uh, and I get Some that... Achieving... Mature masculinity through murdering yes. your own dog. Shooting your hydrophobic dog. There, there are so many instances of yeah. not just shooting, but having to put the dog down yeah. and like that being the logical I'm the man point. now, Ma. The I'll do it. Or, yeah. Bridge and to being a man. It's just, it's, I, I don't know. It's just so, you know, like, oh, well, I can do this now because I have, you know, used up all of my emotional energy on this dog. Yeah. And now I can, you know, and yeah, hardened. And it and that. And like, even if you think of like Marley and me, yeah. where it's not as, you know, m manly or macho or anything, there's just, there's other ways to do it, you yeah. know? And a lot of people now, you know, if, if you do have to put a dog down, which is a really unfortunate thing, it's a lot different, you know, where it's, it's kind of a family thing. Mm -hmm. And it usually happens at a home, like at your own home. And, you know, it's it, it can be much more supportive than, like, nope, dad's got to take it to the vet, and that's the way it's going down, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, so. I'll do it alone. Because that's, Marley and me, it's Owen Wilson is like, I'll do it. Right. And um, then takes it, takes Marley to the vet. This is a quick aside, but I just remembered that Old Yeller is named that not only because of the color of his coat, but also because his cry sounds like a human yell. Yeah, which is <laughs> How pretty crazy wild. Is that? that is a very much, like, little snapshot of time like I when think. that kid goes out to shoot him behind yeah. the shed he's just like yelling anyway one of those things that really bugs me is i'm i'm gonna call it like the the magic pixie dream dog <laughs> where like there's aren't like they, a um, aren't they all like a dogs? kind of i mean yes okay are, yes definitely <laughs> all dogs are otherworldly and magical um 
Sean's giving me skeptical cat eyes over there. You look like a cat right now. Stop acting like a cat. Um, <laughs> where like a human is, you know, like has lost the joie de vivre. That's not how you say that, but I said it so English. Ugh. The joy de, de vivre. <laughs> and, and like, you know, they're like miserable or like, you know, too busy with their career or whatever. They've, they've lost touch with reality. And then a dog comes into their life and changes everything. And the dog only exists in that film to be uh, like agent of that person's change. Can, can Is there a film that you are thinking of that this happens in? No. There's there's one that I want to talk about. That this Is it Turner and Hooch? It's it's not. But, no, that but that's an example. Segue you yeah. into a dog's purpose. A dog's purpose <laughs> is a whole other thing that's altogether. A whole, yeah, that's a different bell- and we got to get there. But there is a movie where this is the case. Yeah. And it also has another trope that happens very soon after. And I don't think either of you thought of it. And that is, of course, John Wick. Oh, where yeah. the dog oh. is the complete catalyst for a whole yeah. bunch of stuff to happen. Honestly, and when that kid was like, <laughs> it was just a dog, I was like, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> You're You awful. are ice cold over yeah. there. I'm so sorry. I think that I would probably do that for a dog. I, w- I don't like a, plot, a dog that's just an element of the plot. The dog deserves depth of character. Well, it's, the, the point is that the dog didn't get to have the chance yeah and that's what made john so upset true and what in a lot of people's minds justified what just was a horrible horrible <laughs> a lot of a lot of people that's still not done yet which no. i'm really excited yeah about. that that part is good but uh <laughs> if i even have spoken to that dog he's gonna come get me yeah if you look <laughs> at that dog sideways out yeah if you did not tell that dog it was a good boy yesterday Ooh. anyway speaking of dogs that are just Plot elements. Mm-hmm. A dog's purpose. Oh, my word. I watched it this week. I watched the trailer, and that was enough. That was enough, because I've, I've what, it. I watched it before. what a time. Jeremy, what would you say the, the, the film posits is a dog's purpose? Because I have a very clear answer. I just kind of to die. Nope. Reinforcing <laughs> monogamy. The dog is there to police monogamy, and I'm not kidding. That is what the dog achieves in that film. Let me paint this picture for you, Sean. Well, okay. I watched the trailer, and I saw it was a reincarnation like Station. Station. (laughs) Reincarnation station. Mm -hmm. Josh Gad voices the the voice of Bailey, a dog. Mm -hmm. Bailey has many names. Bailey has many names. So first of all, (laughs) he is a puppy. Uh, a mutt who is caught by a dog catcher and then euthanized within probably the first six minutes of the mm-hmm. movie. Uh, then briefly he's another dog and is put down of you old age. You need to really drive home that he is reincarnated. He is reincarnated. New dog. It's still Josh Gad's voice. Yeah. There's this kind of like His swirly effect. Through and he's like, oh, it's happening again. Oh, I'm a girl this oh, time. Here we go. Which is like, sorry, you don't know what a car is, but you know gender exists as a concept, Josh Gad. Anyway. <laughs> dog, so dog Josh Gad. The <laughs> Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid is a central element of this film. Uh, he, Young Dennis Quaid and his mom rescue Bailey from a hot car. There's a very distressing scene where a golden retriever gets left in a hot car. Uh, and then he becomes Dennis Quaid's dog. And they love each other very much. Dennis Quaid goes off to college. The dog passes away of old age. Then is reincarnated as a police dog uh, to and is paired with an ethnically ambiguous officer who has recently lost, who appears to be his wife, who's suffering from uh, deep 
deep depression related to that loss. Um, he becomes a very good police dog. Well, uh, he becomes a girl in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets shot, dies within probably 15 minutes and you've already gone on such a journey where the police officer gets so attached to this dog and you're just like oh cool this man's life is ruined it's like (laughs) 1980s New York there's definitely no good counseling for him Uh. (laughs) then we just leave him behind the dog gets reincarnated again and in this one goes to find Dennis Quaid or like happenstance finds Dennis Quaid and the reason I say what I say about reinforcing monogamy is that the dog, in his reincarnated form, not only is his mission to make Dennis Quaid realize that he's the same dog, he also gets Dennis Quaid back together with the girl who's the one that got away, who is the only reason Dennis Quaid never got married, because he inexplicably like broke his ankle and then couldn't go to college, so he's like, you have to go to college without me, I can't go, my life's ruined, and it's like, you just have a broken ankle, I think mm. it's fine, Settle but then down, he gets them back together. Did Dennis Quaid play both roles? No. Why do you refer to him as him? <laughs> Young Dennis Quaid, because that's Dennis Quaid's character. Oh, okay. why do you Um Anyway, that was a whirlwind adventure. The dog dies like four times in between that. Yeah, and Many Dennis dogs. Quaid does figure out he does. that it's the reincarnated dog. In, and then it's like a basset hound the next time. It's not even the same It's a... Thing. No, it's like a mastiff. But but, He's a what, mastiff. but the point is that it's in no totally way, shape, or form dog. the same dog. 40 years later. Yeah. But Dennis. But Dennis believes. knows because mm-hmm. they do a special trick. Yeah. Ooh. Anyway, <laughs> it is basically feelings porn. It just, that movie just tries to make you feel all the things. I did. I cried like eight They're times. Like one dog death will ca- will get you. What oh, how about twelve hundred? I was after the like the first one happened. I was like, oh, they got that out of the way fast, and that was it. I didn't even. Nope. Didn't even because they just because it's and every character is entirely one dimensional. For a while, I thought maybe it was kind of smart because the beginning of the film, when he's young Dennis Quaid's dog, it's very, it leans in really hard to this, like, kind of 50s American nostalgia, which was just making me barf the whole time. <laughs> but then when he was the police dog, um, it was, like, kind of a cool, it was very much like an 80s cop show New York vibe. And I was like, oh, they're maybe doing a, like, stylistic like commentary thing here. Time. No, no, That's no. Fine. That was too much credit because it just got continued to be saccharine and nothing. And I hated it. Young Dennis, Dennis Quaid was played by KJ Apa. KJ Apa. Of course. Naturally. L- Archie. Little baby Archie. Little oh, that's it. Teen. That's when he's a teen. Teen Archie. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, From the hit series Riverdale? Yes. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. The first season was Yeah, hit. I was like, mm, second word. Questionable. I miss, I miss. But yeah, it, uh, it uses all of the tropes of like, dog is a hero, dog saves a girl, dog gets shot, dog. It's, it's, it's an all around every dog movie. <sighs> yeah. And I'll just squash. It's bashed. It's squashed and it's bad. And I just, uh, oh, we've both deemed it independently. Jeremy and I both deemed it a dog exploitation yeah, film. Yeah, without question. And it also leads us to the Great question, point. which I don't think we have time to even get into here, of the ethics of having dogs in I movies. think it's totally fine. I was just thinking of this also because I watched Air Bud, Golden mm. Receiver. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that Golden is. Golden Receiver? The, yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> He's like, in this one, he plays football. Yeah. Um, he, but... At the start. There's no rule that says dogs can't play <laughs> linebacker. The Sorry, dog walks onto, walks onto the field with little shoulder pads <laughs> and a little helmet. It's insane. 
<laughs> so it's like, boop, boop, boop. And they're like, oh, my God. So There's someone on the sidelines just going like, we've got to specify this in the rules. Like, Which gotta... I was like, it makes total sense that a dog, like, you a human child can't chase a dog. It's true. Like, it's going to always <laughs> be way faster. Yeah. Like, why do you think that it's, like, something crazy? It's like, yeah, because it makes no sense. <laughs> Nobody's going to tackle a dog. <laughs> I like, would not hurt you're not, What monster squashes a dog? Okay, but what about the ethics? So anyway, at the start, they're playing They're playing basketball before he discovers that he's also really good at catching footballs. Yeah. But I was like, that probably hurts that dog. Like, when he hits that basketball, it's like, his nose probably hurts. And he does it a million times. I can't even imagine what he's doing in the first film when he was actually playing basketball. And even just catching the football, I was like, that looks like he's ripped his damn teeth out. Yeah. I, I'm, you think I, it's fine? I'm going to say this without knowing the specifics around Airbud and Airbud 2, but I presume that those are not real basketballs or footballs that are very easy for that dog. You to, think it's a Nerf set? It yeah. depends. Because uh, it depends on what? I don't know. I think if if handled properly, there's nothing wrong with if you you know if you're doing something. But there's the rub, because like there was that video that surfaced from the production of a dog's purpose mm-hmm. of that dog in like water that was churning, mm-hmm. and apparently the dog looked quite distressed, mm-hmm. and there was a moment where the dog's head went underwater, and there was mm-hmm. a lot of questions about oh, the ethics but i remember because there was there was the full video release after yeah and it, it was totally fine like everything was out of control right there was not a ton of water <laughs> like the right. dog was able to stand in the water yeah and the owner that later said like he does this all the time he likes the, this is how he plays yeah and, so it it is okay it depends there, on the context that's what i'm saying but there are like so many rules in place well there are but there are questions about the enforcement of those rules i did some research oh. about it well like how did they cg chance with Porcupine quills in his nose. Well, this is my question. You just, that is, you just tape them to the dog. You tape not, quills to a dog? We don't know. Them. We yeah, don't know. You don't. You don't actually have to. Yeah, they make they make fake dogs. They have so many. Yeah. So many tricks. There are a lot. A lot of animal rights organizations are now advocating for the fact that live animals shouldn't be used in movies and that we don't need really? to anymore. Really? Oh. Fun fact. Here's a here's a little animal tidbit for you very mm. quickly. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. The uh the maggot in the crow. Uh-huh. Uh they got a real maggot so that it looked legit and worked. Um no maggots were harmed in the making of the film. So they could go out, find one, capture it. They took it to the set. He took it out. He was going to feed it to the bird. They cut the camera. He put it back in whatever they had it. They fed him a dead maggot or whatever, rice or something. Yeah. And then they released the maggots back into the wild. And then it died literally a day later. Yeah, it was a maggot also. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, complicated. I think that's the moral of the story. I, I think that if, if people are just respectful and and do good and Regulation. follow the rules. Regulation is always my, my motto. <laughs> That's a terrifying model. <laughs> Just regulation. <laughs> you think that about your bowels, about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, should we do a little what you're watching? Before we quick? do. Can we can I just say three things? Yes. Okay, we can't have an episode without talking about Toto. Oh yeah. And I also really like Max the dog from the mask. Yeah. Which who also wears the oh, mask. Yeah. I have oh, also yeah. been trying to think of a Dwayne Chapman joke. Who is dog the bounty hunter for one week? Oh, and I cannot think of a God. single thing. So I'm sorry. That's all. Also, there's a movie I really wanted to talk about that I forgot about. What? But maybe I'll bring it up later some other time. Called Milo and Otis, which oh. was initially a Japanese movie. I found out later. Oh, that's cool. Anyway, we'll come back to that. It's it's. I could just talk about that for an hour. 
What you watching, boys? Um, I can go first. Mm-hmm. So, um, last week's guest, Claire McCashin, has been trying to get me to watch this. She's been talking. She's tweeting. She's gramming. She's banging pots and pans. She loves this film. It's on it? Netflix. It's called uh, To All the Boys <gasps> I've Loved Before. This is my what you watching this week. It is also my what you watching. Oh, my God. This has never happened. <laughs> is insane. it actually? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. It's great. I'm shocked. Anyway. Uh, it is just okay. No, it's great. Well, I'm, uh-oh. 13 minutes too long. 13. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, it is on Netflix. Um, it... Netflix original series I always have an eyebrow cocked at, but this mm-hmm. one was so heartwarming. The stakes are... Okay, so the plot is <laughs> a young teenage girl, um, every time she's fallen in love, which has been five times mm-hmm. throughout her life, she writes them a letter uh, and addresses it, stamps and addresses it, but that's kind of... I don't think, I she, don't stamped think she stamped that. Yeah, okay, no. so but she I addresses... have read the book, so I know. Oh, <laughs> okay. So she addresses them and she writes them a letter. And then one day, uh, a sassy little sister decides she wants her to improve her life. So she mails the letters to her love interests. And she actually just wants a ride to school. Yeah. That's and all it's about. No, she's in the... Anyway. And things, <laughs> things get crazy. And then all of a sudden, Laura Jane... Laura Jean. Laura Jean has a lot to deal with. And two studly hunks real fighting after her. Really studly hunks. I forget, both of whom are of age. One, one of them becomes her just like friend because they're not interested in each other. And two, I forget what happened. They just don't, nothing happens to He's them. He's the popular boy in school and they fall in love. Well, they, they, they kind of mixed two movies together. They did. And then added this whole letter situation, which by the way. No, it's based on a book and it follows the book pretty closely. What? What are you talking about? The movie. I know, but what I'm saying is that the story is basically two other movies oh, okay. plus some letters. Which they ditch well, after the first third. They, they, they. I think it was ambitious, and they tried to fit too much. Maybe I don't know. Into the movie. I, my biggest beef with this movie is that this. What's her name? Laura Jean. Laura Jean. Slowly gets stupider as time goes on. She starts out very intelligent, very smart, very aware of herself, and then just fizzles out. I don't think that's true. She learned some key lessons. Anyway, here's why this movie matters. Asian representation in film. Something you guys talked about briefly last week. Mm -hmm. Really important. And almost never do you get to see an Asian actress living her truth, being a well-developed character, having true romance. And Lara Jean is half Korean. I don't know the ethnicity of the actress. But it's a beautiful movie about at least... Partly Asian people <laughs> being deeply interesting, and they do it so well, and the aesthetic is great, and the actors are cute, and I think the writing is pretty good, although not amazing, and you should read the books. Everything is very cute. It's very genuine, very low stakes, and everyone is so charming. Everyone's charming. And John Corbett plays her bumbly gyno <laughs> dad. He's no, great. So very little sense. I like he, it. I have no idea why he's there, just to add his like rom-com Yeah, and see, approval, this is the but... thing is like... Oh, this is so annoying, but like, if you read the books, there's a lot more there, and I think it enabled me to enjoy it more. So, mm. it's unfortunate because there's stuff that was missing from the we movie. Need, we need to have this book talk soon. I know. It's uh, it's a, an episode that's brewing. Well, we had our book, we had a book talk like the second episode, but we have way more oh. to add. Yeah, we've yeah. got a lot to say. We could yeah. do our book too. Well, <laughs> we, well there's, a, there's yeah. a book debate coming at some point. Oh, and yeah. it's going to get heated. Are you here. teasing it? Yeah, a little bit. 
Are you choosing this? But I think it's becoming poignant. I think Ooh, we need maybe to, we'll I, do it for. I think I need to. I think I need to air some of my grievances here. Uh-oh. Because uh, this is why I think it should be more than one episode, but it might, it may, it may very well have to a be. month of book reckoning. <laughs> We're out of time, but I'm so excited that we all have the same what to watch in. That is, I would encourage everyone to go watch to all the boys I've loved before. And if Just you can the remember f- the name, because I always forget. <laughs> yeah. but, Just uh, for the sheer joy of it. Yeah, it's very fluffy. It'll make you feel nice, even, unless you're Jeremy, and then it'll annoy you. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I'd like to thank my co-hosts, everyone here at CJTR, Saskatoon's The Garys, for the use of our theme song, Manitouna. Uh, we are live Wednesdays at 6. We re-air Fridays at 9 uh, in the morning, I should say. And we are on the Internet in various places. You should check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. Thanks so much. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.